Hey guys, in today's episode of the Career Packs podcast, I want to talk about some of the best money advice that I've ever gotten. These two things that I want to talk about today, they resonate very deep. They're very simple, yet big mindset shifts that I've had in my life to see uh, see money a little bit differently. So hope you guys enjoy. Let's get into today's episode. Hey, y'all. Welcome back to the Career Packs podcast. My name is Neil Patel. I'm the host of this podcast. Today, I want to chat about some of the best money advice I have ever gotten. For those of you who are new, uh, before I get into it, just wanted to let you know I'm doing a daily podcast every single day for one year straight. We're on episode number 182. So lock in. Hope you all enjoy. Let's get into it. I started taking money or the idea of money, at least seriously, back in 2020. Uh, my best friend today, he actually showed me what a credit card was back then. Yes, I may. Y'all can hate on me, laugh at me for it. I didn't know crap about money until like 18, 19 years old. And then once I started learning about it, I was like, okay, cool. This is interesting. I made some dumb decisions. It wasn't the smoothest ride to where I am now. There were some really harsh lessons that I had to learn, and there will probably be more moving forward, like bigger lessons that I'll learn about money. But money for a lot of people, I feel like is a touchy subject. Some are afraid it can cause anxiety, fear, stress, and it can be seen as this. How do I? I don't even know how to put it. I think it's like it could be seen as this lifelong game of maximizing it, what it means to create wealth or just live a comfortable lifestyle. For most of you who are listening and just a vast majority of the people in the world, I think they strive to just live a comfortable life. And along that time horizon of the ages of 15 to 25 or beyond those years, we get a crap ton of advice, how money should be earned, saved, invested what not to do with your money, how to make more of it, what side hustle to use for your money. So there's a lot. And the amount of free advice that I think there is out there online about money is insane. It's hard to find the right people to listen to. You listen to someone the first time, and if it sounds remotely close to a logical explanation, we take that meaning and we just run with it. You don't listen to other people. You don't even consider the alternatives or what other options there are to getting where we want to go. There's so many different paths. It's not, it's not just like path A or path B or path C. It's There's millions of ways to live a comfortable lifestyle or make a lot of money or be in a position of financial security and take care of yourself, your partner, your family, whatever your aspirations are. There is no single path to whatever that you want. However, I feel like when we're in school, And honestly, also some of the people that have these online personas and personalities, they make it seem like in terms of money, getting where you want to go is a singular lane. There's a very few good people in terms of money that I think give objective reasoning, give good advice and actually know what they're talking about. So I want to give maybe like one to two. I'll give two best pieces of advice I've ever got around money. And remember, this is just my opinion on it. It's probably best you don't listen to me because I ain't rich yet. I don't got no mansion. I don't got no boat. I don't got 13 cars. And you'll see why I made that statement in just a second. So fundamentally, I think a good place to start is when we grow up, the people who give us the most advice on money, at least for me, were my parents, friends sometimes, mentors that I looked up to. Teachers as well, you know, you take finance classes, they'll tell you how to save money, how to earn it, how to invest it. 
you get so many perspectives. I found myself asking the question, like, who, who do I listen to? What makes sense? What's right? Who do I not listen to? What are some red flags? What are green flags? And the first thing that I understood, and I think it's good for everyone else to understand, is that our definition of money is our definition. Others can sway it a little bit, but at the end of the day, it's how we decide to go about it. It's very important to be mindful of the people that we do let our decisions be swayed by. Because I've watched a lot of stuff about money over the last three, four years, a lot, maybe a little bit too much. And it's caused me to make some massive mistakes, but it's also helped me make some smart decisions and smart choices. So the first piece of money advice that I love and that I'd give to someone else, remember guys, you don't have to listen to me because I ain't rich yet. But the advice goes like this. It says, don't listen to poor people give you advice on how to get rich. Considering the amount of people out there in the world that are trying to give advice about uh, advice about money, just like I am right now, they don't outwardly tell you to not listen to them. Please, you don't have to listen to me. This is just my opinion. But this ain't no financial advice. This is just my favorite money advice that I've got, my opinion, my way of thinking, because I'm a nobody <laughs> with a podcast. So take all of this with a grain of salt. The reason this is important to not listen to poor people give you advice on how to get rich is because the vast majority of online advice about money is from people who are honestly not that well off. They give off the image like they are, but they're not. And even if they are a little bit well off and have money, they're not peaceful or they aren't happy. It's all hidden behind this um, this facade that they put on for the camera, for the YouTube ad or Instagram ad or Facebook ad that they put out there to make it seem like they they and their company are a lot more well off, more profitable, have more revenue, have helped a lot more people than they probably have because you're not in the weeds of that course or that program or that person's life. They may be miserable. And it's always these people. These are the types of people that piss me off. It's the people who are popping up with ads telling us to buy their course on how to make 10K with this new random business in the next 30 days. Those people, when I see that, I'm like, I get so annoyed because I believe it or not, guys, in the past, I would actually sit through those ads and listen to what these people were saying, thinking that it was a viable solution to my life problems, my money problems when it, it wasn't. It wasn't. I bought into a couple of those courses. It was like complete BS, to be frank. And those people who make those ads, they're probably broke. They're either broke or miserable, one or the other, because if they were actually rich, there's another great thing that I've heard. If someone is actually rich and they're actually well off and they're actually wealthy and they're happy, like they wouldn't need to be selling courses to make money. That's probably a controversial opinion, but they wouldn't need to be selling courses to make money. I am not against courses. I don't want to make it seem like I am. In fact, I think investing in courses, putting money into your own education and your own skills, I think that's great. But just be mindful of the type of people that promote these courses. This is just my opinion. People who actually have the best courses are courses that they don't even mention that often. The people who make ads and put like, or excuse me, the people who make videos and have Instagrams where they're always posting uh, ads to their courses. Those are the people that I don't like. But the best courses are the ones that are promoted the least. They give a lot of stuff out for free before they ask. I don't know if you guys have ever uh, heard about uh, Gary Vee, but he has this great book called Jab, 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 Right Hook. It's about give, 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 and then ask, which is 
his like marketing strategy and sales strategy to get people to buy his products and services or whatever the hell he's selling. You want to give out stuff for free until they start asking you for the stuff. And then you just politely ask and they will either give you their money or they'll invest in that course, that program, that one-on-one coaching call, whatever it is. Even when they do give the ask, the people who do have the best courses, it's like, hey, by the way, I'm doing this thing. I've been working on it for the past two years. Click the link in my bio if you want to learn more. Boom, quick. That's it. Seven, eight seconds, 10 seconds. Quick context as to what they're doing, how long they've been working on it, why it's important to them, and a quick call to action. That is a simple, non-greedy way of a call to action to get somebody into the funnel of potentially buying. It's not They're not telling them like, hey, this is the only way that you must learn and invest and create well nah man the people who have the best stuff are the ones who do it in the most nonchalant way as if they already have the results they know what they're talking about so that's the type of people that you may want to listen to don't listen to poor people give you advice on how to get rich don't listen to your friends tell you about this new crypto thing or people at your corporate job telling you like hey man buy this stock it's gonna get you wealthy in the next 10 years, man, whatever. If you want to listen to it, listen to it. But it's just like, yo, are you rich? You, are you well off? Do you have money? You do? Okay, cool. Maybe, maybe I'll entertain a conversation, but if they don't, then don't listen to them. Number two, the second piece of advice that I got that I love, invest what you earn and live off the investment. Super simple. However, I think this one is a lot more difficult, very difficult compared to that first piece of advice, because not everyone has the ability to just invest 100% or a very high percentage of their income into something. So investing it into a property or a Vanguard fund. But at least that's what I'm working towards as someone in my early 20s, like being able to fully invest a majority of my earnings so that, excuse me, in 10, 15 years from now, I can live off of those investments. So like, for example, if I want to, um, I don't know, let's say a couple years down, let's say like five to 10 years down the line, if I decide to have kids, right? Kids are expensive. You need money for kids. You know what, Neil, before you have a kid in that nine month time when your wife and my, when my partner, when she's pregnant, maybe go buy a property, go buy a couple properties. I don't know, buy a gas station, buy, buy a single family home something that'll give me good little good uh uh profit after i pay off that mortgage payment on a home or if i have a gas station that makes like three four grand a month boom that's how i pay for the kid all the money that i had i invested it into something that will give me more money to pay for the thing aka thing being my kid so the rule is is whatever that you earn if i make let's say 100 grand a year I try to invest 75 to 80K. And then if I, let's say the next year that 75 to 80K grows to like 100 or 95 or 105, maybe pull out 5K if I want to go, I don't know, travel with someone or go buy a bunch of books or a car, whatever. That's just a small tip. Great advice, but it's it's a small thing, a small tip that I've learned to try to strive for and live by is to invest as much as I earn or invest as much as I can. After I have like a six, 12 month runway runway of my monthly and livable expenses, the rest just invest. 
and it's nothing fancy. This isn't fancy. If you just put your money into a Vanguard fund or VTI on any brokerage app, it'll yield on average a 8% return unless you had, unless whatever happened in 2022 where the market just synced, which it's just like uh, the ups and downs of the market. But if you look at it from a 10, 20 year period, it'll typically average uh, 8% return. Because in this crazy market of high interest rates, uh, them being what, 7% now, average rent around the US being two grand for a one bed, one bath. If you're fortunate enough to live with parents and have parents, then live with them because you'll save a crap ton of money. So yeah, those are my two pieces of advice on, or the best money advice that I've ever got. They're, they're simple, but it's a very, it's an important mindset to have. Invest what you earn, live off the investment, and don't listen to people who don't got no money. Because there will be a lot of people in your life that will try to push stuff on you and push a way of thinking or a way of saving, a way of investing, a way of um, like nesting your money, where to put it. Do I put it into something that gives me 5%? Do I put it into bonds? Do I put it into um, Tesla stock or Google? Whatever. What I've learned is that money can either be complex, stressful, and anxiety-driven, or it could just be a tool. It's a tool. A thing that we have that just helps us make better decisions and live a better quality of life. These are just my thoughts and a few pieces of advice that I've come to love with money. And there's a ton more. Remember, there's so many more pieces of advice out there. So if you don't want to listen to a little brown boy at 22 years old, give you his money advice or his favorite pieces of advice, go on the internet, find other people that you actually admire that are more reputable that will give you better advice. I'll give you I'll give you a couple of recommendations. I don't know if I should do this, but fuck it. Um, for people who are I don't know, like whatever. If you if you're making good money, right? If you want like good conservative a good conservative approach to your money and how it can be saved, invested, and maximized for the long run. Um, if any of you know who Dave Ramsey is, he's a popular radio host who offers financial advice and he's hosted his show called the Ramsey show. It's a nationally syndicated radio program and he's been doing it for 30 plus years where people like call in and they're like, Hey, here's my financial situation. Uh, what do I do? And then Dave gives him advice and he's been, uh, it's like fame. It's been famous for having very interesting phone conversations with people. So if you just go on YouTube and type in the Ramsey show or Dave Ramsey, you'll see it. There's just a bunch of clips from people who call and be like, hey, I have 100K in debt, but I only make 20 grand a year. Or, hey, Mike, I make 250 grand a year. I have 30 grand in debt. Here's my life situation. What do I do or how do I invest? He's a great person to just get to know the roots of money because he is very conservative. Like he takes on, he doesn't like anything about debt, none of that. So that's the first guy, Dave Ramsey. Check him out. Number two, Ramit Sethi. Uh, this dude, he's a writer and he's a personal finance advisor. Um, so you don't have to like watch his videos or anything, but instead what I would recommend is he has uh, a Netflix show and it's called How to Get Rich, which by the way, I know it's a really cringe name of all the names they could have chosen. <laughs> they chose How to Get Rich. Um, the title is very cringe, but the advice that's in there for people, I think it's awesome. He um, essentially the basis of the show is he goes around the country meeting different individuals and households and couples. He just assesses their finances. What is their, where are their flaws? Where are they doing good? What to do moving forward? But yeah, same same thing as Dave Ramsey. It's a great intro. 
type of show to just understand a little bit about money and what it can do, what type of uh, life you want to have. I've talked a lot about in this podcast about creating this vision in your head of what you want your life to look like in 10, 20 years. So it breaks all that down. So I highly recommend that. If you are someone who is a little bit more business savvy, you care about investing your money a little bit more, you're not as conservative and you want more year over year growth, watch the My First Million podcast. Um, it's on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Pod, wherever. And it's hosted by these two people. Uh, their names are, I've talked about some of the frameworks that I've learned from them on this podcast, uh, Sean Puri and Sam Parr. They're both successful serial entrepreneurs and they have incredible frameworks for money, how to invest in, just how you can turn like a small chunk of money, like money you earn from, let's say, a corporate job and turn that money into a little bit more through the power of small business. And they explore those small businesses that no one's really heard of. And they talk about like founders and how they turn like these small businesses into big, big profitable businesses. So yeah, those are a couple of recommendations that I would give to people who are new with money or just want a different outlook on how money can be approached. So yeah, that's all I have for you guys today. Hope you guys enjoyed. And if you did, if you found this valuable, feel free to share this with a friend. Follow us on all socials at The Korea Pact podcast and leave me a four or five star review if you feel like the show was worthy of that and yeah i'll drop my link tree in the description just one link i used to have like all my links put down in a row like i had like what 10 15 lots of just links where with everything that like with um, all my socials where you could follow me but just click my link tree you'll see everything my youtube my tiktok my instagram this podcast where you can listen all of that so yeah, guys, thank you all so much for listening. Like I always say, take care. It's awesome that you love them and go do something nice for someone today because they genuinely deserve it. I will see you tomorrow. Peace.